Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's Mike Shope and the Bulldog. Back to pass, blitz coming, Allen has to get rid of it, and it's picked off in the end zone, and taking it away is Eli Apple. It's the snap, has time, looking left, now over to the right, looking back left, and now going to try to run for it. No, he's going to throw it, and he's going to the end zone, and it's going to go for another interception in the end zone to Sean Elliott. You know what the happiest animal on earth is? Goldfish. No, I. No. Got a 10-second memory. Be a goldfish. Back to pass, pressure coming. Heaves it down the left sideline, looking for Diggs, and he makes the catch over Eli Apple. Here's the snap. Fires over on the right side and into the end zone for the touchdown is Dawson Knox. Fires out to the left sideline, and it's intercepted by Taylor Rapp. Picked off at the 23 yard line. The Bills have done it, guys. They're home next week against the Pittsburgh Steelers. One o'clock, four straight titles. They do it here in Miami. On WGR Sports Radio 550. Was that Sal? Yes. I just, oh. I just, I just asked Zach, is that Sal? Didn't quite sound like him. I, I mean, I can believe he, fired I, up. I, I believe he was that excited. He's fired up. But it just didn't sound like his voice. Breaking anyway. news. Carl Cheffers. Mm. For Steelers Bills. Mm-hmm. You have an opinion of Carl Jeffers. It's the playoffs. When you get to the playoffs, you got to step up your game. We'll be analyzing Carl Jeffers' work this year. Bills have seen him. Playoff games. Jeffers. Tell me, tell me how to feel about Jeffers. What's his what's his track? Record? I would say there's gonna be something in there that we're be, we're gonna be concerned about. There's gonna be something he calls pass interference so much or whatever mm-hmm. it is. It's gonna be something like that. Yeah. But you know, with refs. You just sort of have a gut feel. And this is a guy I feel like is in control of games when he's refereeing games. Cheffers, he gives you that? I I do. I've always loved his name. With authority. Cheffers. Carl Cheffers. Carl Cheffers. But I I feel like this is probably good news. Or at least not, oh no. Okay. The the guy who got the coin flip wrong in 1994 is refereeing this game. It's a sort of a throwback wild card, super wild card weekend. Sorry, super wild card weekend. Refs from the past. Mm-hmm. Is this does this make any sense? How is it that we've lived the day to day with this bill season, and as it happens, you and me like talking about them all the time, you know, out of obligation, and yet twenty four hours ago it was not known whether they would be in the playoffs, and I can't sort of reconcile that in my head right now. Like I'm in, I want to know who the re- the line judge is for the Steelers. <laughs> They want to know the, the odds and everything about this game and whether the Bills are going to actually win a Super Bowl for once in our lives. Which, you know, maybe. 
It's right. It's yeah. it's about as good a look as they've had in any of these years. Maybe the I, I, you know I don't know like the quality of the team right now, injuries, uh, the form they're in, whatever. I mean, the pathway has I think never been easier. I mean, that's not to say it's going to be easy, and they should just roll through these playoff games and ultimately to the Super Bowl. But the conference. And being at home for two weeks, should they, you know, win in week one here this coming Sunday against Pittsburgh, it's as good as any year, you know, they're in as good a position as they've been any one of these four years now, and there's no Bengals to worry about. There's no Joe Burrow. Uh, You've handled Miami, and furthermore, Miami and Kansas City, one of them is, you know, going to be gone after this weekend. Um, and you know, we can get into what, what, you know, what might be preferable there. Uh, you know, the Ravens stand out as the team in the conference, but it's them really. I I don't want to say the chiefs are insignificant in this, but they're not what the chiefs have been these other three years. And so really, instead of going in worried about burrow and worried about the chiefs and worried about Lamar and the Ravens and Miami, what I'm just kind of, okay, just, can I get to Baltimore? Or can someone do that for me and I get to stay home? And that's, you know, they've never been higher than this. They've never been the one in these three previous seasons where they've been a contending level team. They are the two for the third time in yeah. four years, though. So they, I think they have, they have a fantastic look at it, uh, considering the conference, the state of the conference, the form the other teams are in. I mean, we'll see just how much kind of a, you know, clean wipe uh, any of these teams, maybe the Chiefs most notably, can get from you know getting through the season and now being in the playoffs, whether they like regain some swagger or something here as the well, playoffs begin. I mean, not to stay on them for long, but I said all week, I'm sure I had a lot of company, I did not want to see the Bills have to go there this week. And that was settled Saturday night, actually, unless the Bills Dolphins game had ended in a tie. Mm-hmm. They were not. They knew they were not going to Kansas City, which that took a lot of the weight off. Maybe this is why I'm sort of like used to now the thought of the Bills going. Like I'm just like, of course they're going to the playoffs. Like really, were they were they ever really not going to the playoffs? So Kansas City has Mahomes, and defensively they're pretty good, and they have the winning experience. So I would not. Maybe we'll get maybe next week. We're, yeah, who knows? We are right. spending. We are staying on Kansas City maybe <laughs> next week, but. Um, I still think they're very dangerous. And it's it's pretty open. Like, the Bills are good, and they've got their own playoff experience. They've won a playoff game three years running, playing at home. Maybe you get elements, you know, to help them. Not that that has to be the case last year. Hopefully it helps them if, if there are those elements, yeah. But I don't think Baltimore is such a level up from the Bills or the Chiefs, or maybe even the Browns, that... You, you have to look at this. I, I choose not to look at this like, but the Ravens, you know? Like, mm-hmm. It's just, right. it's not the league anyway, but it's not one of these, for me anyway, maybe I'll be wrong. I mean, dominant, perfect teams that you can just not even really expect to win. And a Bills team like this is good enough that you would usually think your team is live to win. But, you know, sometimes somebody's just, maybe this for some was the Chiefs three years ago. Where they were the one and it, it felt, good luck. I think it felt, yeah, yeah, it felt a lot more daunting then. Maybe we're just used to being there now, but we've also watched, you know, we watched the league closely. We've seen what the Chiefs are this year and what they are not this year, and they don't seem as daunting as they have 
in those other years. So even, you know, I, I also was not eager for a first-round matchup in Kansas City, I, you know, because it would have meant you lost this game. I, I dearly wanted them to win and get the two, and they did that. Um, but eat, the thought of going there isn't what it was in 20 or 21 even uh, because they they look as flawed as you, if not more flawed than you. How not flawed do the Bills look or did they look last night? They had an excellent night. I mean, it was stressful. They're losing in the fourth quarter with seven points on the board. But the turnovers, you know, and the end of the half, the play at the end of the half contributing to that. Still, though, didn't we all know, sorry to sound like such a homer and, you know, obnoxious about it, but didn't we all know they were better than Miami like all year? When they played, they were the much better yeah. team. The questions about the Dolphins were everywhere about the quality of their wins and just whether or not they were like on the same level. I'm asking Eric Wood uh, recently, do you really think Miami is a Super Bowl contending quality team, like that kind of team? He's like, yeah. And I, I think, I don't know, like there was some reason why I would want to ask anybody that. Mm-hmm. Because their record was good enough for it and they've been explosive and um, maybe they'll still be one. Right, it's not over for the Dolphins right. here, but it's just like they. I know the Bills were behind and struggling to score throughout most of this game, it, but it looked a they, lot like the the regular season game from last season. Like stat oh, sure. wise, like the Bills outgained them by almost two hundred yards. Right, the 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 play, you know, the offensive play disparity was almost double. Um, Bills to Dolphins. I mean, they they ran seventeen plays in the second half. Miami. Miami. Yeah. That's it. No drive for more than four, four plays. Four of them were on that final no timeouts, you know, desperation type possession. I mean, their second half possessions were hilarious. Miami. So yeah, I mean they were and they're they're dinged up and we knew that going in. Um so it it almost you know, it might have been unsettling that the Bills had as much of a struggle as they did for a lot of the night and were trailing. Uh but I don't know. I everybody's different. I never felt like a panic, uh, you know, having the spot assured because of Tennessee that helps. certainly helped a lot uh, with, I think a lot of people's anxiety, but I never felt like they're, they're going to lose this game. Like it was, it was there for them. They were moving the ball. Figured eventually they'll move the ball and not screw it up at the end. Right. Yeah. Like the beginning of the game, what is this going to be? Miami throws a pick on the first series, Benford, And then the Bills just drive all the way to the three when there's the interception toward Davis. I say toward in quotes, toward Davis. (laughs) Another one of these. Um, Really, like, that play is like, okay, well, maybe this is going to be like the Charger game or one of these games Mm -hmm. where mistakes are going to ultimately be, uh, be the story. But that is not what happened. The Bills are in, hosting the Steelers on Sunday. Instead, the story, to an extent, I mean, certainly Allen with another on the ground, the running, the third and 13, I mean, that that might have been a candidate for me for, like, my favorite play of the year, Uh, considering the moment they were at. I mean, it didn't ice the game for them, but, you know, they were staring dead in the face of giving them the ball back with, like, three-plus minutes, I think, Mm -hmm. at that point, and so that was huge, but... I just I think it's pretty pretty it's it's at least interesting and certainly notable that guys who most of the year we either were worried about or just really didn't have much of an opinion about because they didn't do much. Sherfield makes 
I mean, just degree of difficulty on that play. Remarkable play, concentration, come down with that. Hardy, you know, we waited all year. Taylor Rapp defends the, the second-to-last play or third-to-last play and then gets the interception on the final play uh, for Miami. And these are all guys that, like, I, they would not have been high on any list of, you know, contributors to getting the Bills, the AFC East, for a fourth year in a row, but there they were. Specter is another right, one. Right, Balen Specter, sure. Even Knox kind of for what his year has been like, but Knox gives you plays here, the touchdown that wins it as well. So uh, here we go. Pittsburgh. You and I talked a little bit last week about Pittsburgh as a potential opponent. And I, before you jump in to say it, thank you. I know. Nailed the wild card weekend uh, schedule mm-hmm. predictions. Mm-hmm. Nailed. It looked pretty familiar. If when, it's when the I Steelers, it. it's Sunday at 1. If it's the Steelers. <laughs> yeah. So... Um, we differed on how big a test Pittsburgh might be. Because I, I think they're a little bit dangerous. Because of Tomlin, because of like how Mason Rudolph has opened things up. The Baltimore game was anything special, but did you see the weather? Oh my gosh. Like, just horrendous. I mean, I think, of course, like the Bills will respect them. They're not going to... It's the wild card round. They're not going to just think it's a joke. You know, last year... With the Dolphins here, with Skylar Thompson, it was kind of like that. You know, mm-hmm. just looking ahead, um, still getting over Hamlin and look, looking kind of past the Dolphins maybe. But I don't, think, I don't think the Pittsburgh Steelers really give you that concern. I mean, the history, mm-hmm. all the winning they've done, the coach, I think you just would grind here this week. Uh, yeah, I, I would expect. Especially after, you know... I mean, th- these guys know that the clock is ticking on their window to some extent. I mean, it always is for everyone. You're, you're getting another year older, so here's an opportunity now. And they, they must realize, for all the ups and downs of the season, like we've already talked about, you know, here we are sitting here on January 8th, and they're the two seed. Like, they're, they're as, as good a bet as they've been any one of these other years. But getting there was, you know, certainly more arduous. Uh, I would think all of that put together would have them focused on no matter who they could be playing Indianapolis. And I think they'd be dialed in. I, I think I, just, I don't think that they're going to have trouble keeping, you know, that McDermott or the coaching staff have trouble keeping people's attention this week. No, I don't either. I think that's right because like they've been in playoff mode. I'm sure they'll all say it all week. We've had our playoffs started in at Thanksgiving or something, yeah. but the other side of that is it can wear you out. You know, like if if the Bills, we we might end up there too. I mean, let's not dwell on this. That's what happened last year. Last year was two thirds of the way through the season. Hmm, is everything okay? You know, you had two weather events that the first one forces them to relocate a game. The second one, Christmas Eve. I don't know how directly it affected the Bills for that game in Chicago, but we went through it. I mean, you had then you had Hamlin. And when it ended, I know this was you, mm-hmm. when it ended, it's like, they've got to be exhausted. And look, it's not that different, in my opinion, this year, because you don't really sort of, you can't quantify this stuff, just the emotions of it. They didn't have the trauma right. of what Hamlin was, but man, like they've had a coaching change and they spent a lot of time talking about that. There was whatever, like Alan's talking about all the meetings that the, they've had along the way here. We've wondered out on the outside. The coach was under that, siege. Yeah. That mm. too. And these recent games, they've had to, they squeezed them out, Chargers and Patriots. And that's exactly what last night was too. 
you know, that's the downside of it, I think, compared to a team like the Ravens, who also get another week off, by the way, uh, to add to this, that they just have not had. But we decide on, this is what I think happened after Cincinnati last yeah. year. We yeah. decide on what it was when it's over. Yeah. Oh, well, you were tired. Yeah. You know, or if Baltimore lays an egg like they did in, in the playoffs as a one seed the last time, like, oh, well, they just, you know, too too much time off. Yeah, this, we'll, this how we'll, we do we'll it. decide when, when we see the games whether the Bills are battle-tested and dialed in because they've had these close wins, and so they've been in this mode, and it's familiar, and so there'll be no panic when they're in, if they are in, and maybe an unexpectedly close game even this week against the Steelers, that they, you know, they're iron willed now. They they know how to. And if uh, if that doesn't happen, if somehow they they lose this game, uh, yeah, maybe they will have run out of gas again. I mean, I don't. I I don't have. I, I think the emotional turmoil, certainly of the Hamlin situation last year, which is just such an unprecedented event. Um, but coupled with everything else, like I, I've said a few times, you know, not that it's super important, but you bring up last year, I was worried about them before Hamlin got hurt, that they might be sort of on E from all of the turmoil that they had, you know, Christmas Eve and the other blizzard and everything moving games and all that stuff. It was just, there was a lot to go through. And then on top of that, you had, um, this unprecedented life altering event in a game on the field. So this year, like, I, I don't know, I'm not thinking about their mental health here. Cause I, I feel like they should be in pretty, pretty good shape. Like they, what about our own? They've got, yeah, well, you know, <laughs> I feel great. Uh, I know that. Um, and you know, it's another year where you can, <laughs> like you, you give the speech I think I did in the spring or the summer about the schedule and about the seating and what kind of year it's going to be and like beware the overreaction at any point in the season because it's probably going to be hard. They've got a, they've got a tough schedule and again they didn't lose the games that maybe we were most worried about uh, and lost to some other teams, but the year still spit out the result where. You're the second best team in the conference, and you're playing at home. And you know, again, in early December, that seemed like you you would have taken that and run. What about week one? What about week one? Would you have taken this week one before the season oh. started? No, I, I would. No, I think most would have. The the two, yeah, I think the two, yeah, I think so. That means you won your division. That means you're playing one, two or more home games. The one was always going to be hard with that schedule. The schedule point. Uh, the the reason you say no is like there's a lot. It's a big advantage. Right. Right. I mean, the Bills would love to have a week off and then maybe play the Steelers anyway. <laughs> Who knows what would happen? Uh, they would love to have, any team would love to have that. But um, no such luck. But I think before the season, if you're offered first place, two seed, you take it. Yeah. You know, almost any team ever, mm-hmm. I think, would, would want to take that. So, um, you on the Steelers now. So, I was more respectful toward them last week than you were. I think that, that might not be exactly the right word, but res- respectful of their chances. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I just can't. I just can't see it. And And look, one guy doesn't have to be, uh, you know... S- such a such a loss, but T.J. Watt is a huge 
factor. Like he, he's he's one guy that if you end up in a game that's closer than the spread is, what are we talking about? Ten points here, ten well, and a half. Well, yes. When you're done, I want to talk about okay. this. Um, if it ends up being a closer game than that, T.J. Watt is is a guy that you know make a play or two that could swing it. And his not being around, I mean, that's just a massive loss. I mean, he might be the player of the year on defense in the league. And, you know, he suffers that injury pretty late in that game, yeah. too. Like, you know, not exactly like Brad. They weren't up by any 30 like Bradley Chubb got hurt last week in Baltimore for Miami. But still, uh, tough to see him go down when he went down for them. But it's great news for the Bills. I mean, they don't have another guy to plug in that can do what that guy does. He's one of the best. You know, he's elite. You know, I'm I'm sort of almost flippant about. We knew the Bills were better than the Dolphins. We knew this all year. They were three games behind in through twelve games. I'm like, they're not. The Dolphins aren't a better team though. Um, but you're right to point out the injuries. It was, of course, was a big topic last week. All the guys that were missing for Miami. If you had Waddle, that's they're not throwing to Claypool with the game on the line, right? Right. And Craycraft and Cedric Wilson. I mean, it's a mash unit. After is that? That's not a mash unit. Is if the guys are injured. Right, I don't. I don't want mash unit, but it's just like replacement level guys. Yeah. After Tyreek Hill, uh, tight end included, so mm-hmm. huge difference. And if you have Chubb or one of their edge rushers, either one, that Allen run maybe doesn't happen. Like we've right. seen the Dolphins last night, there were there was evidence of it, but Allen got there. Like they are, they are very physical with him, and relentless. So you take stars off the field one by one, that much less chance of success for Miami, but. Any one of those guys could have made made the difference uh, last night, which with as close a game sure. as it was. Yeah, Jalen Phillips and and Chubb big losses on the edge. We knew that going in, and you know the Bills were able. I mean, Allen had to move around a lot, but they also ample. Oh, had, he had a lot of time, a lot of the time to do really what he wanted to do uh, in the game. So, and, and such a relief for for me, and I know a lot of fans were like minded that we talked to last week to see him post that stat line yes. last night. Yes. You know, we're, we're in the 30s in completions, 350 yards, the rushing to go with it. The only thing he doesn't do in this game is score. Doesn't get to that team right. record for rushing touchdowns. You know, amazing that you could have this player, as we we, we know, who could do that too. Uh, he doesn't do that, but love seeing, like the passing game has been a real topic, and who gets there? Shakir leading the way again, Diggs, Kincaid, and you wonder whether Davis's absence might have somehow been a net positive. It's pretty harsh to put it like that, but finally the passing game gets off. And um, you liked that, sh- that that happening last night because of the opponent too, the, the injuries, and and yes, I, I thought I thought they would look at the game as an opportunity to to get right in the passing game. Uh, if, you, if you don't have to fear a team's pass rush, I mean that's just really advantageous. And so, and they were down a top corner too in Howard. So yeah, and you know, it, it, yeah, it worked. Um, it's funny, like I, I'm watching the gets. You know, when you, you get a game and you're not like I wasn't working. We we didn't have post game last night. Nate Geary do, does these night games. So I'm watching, but I'm not. I don't have a box score open. You know, like I'm not monitoring stats. They're telling yep. you on TV now and then. But the game ends, and I look at Allen's stat line. I'm like. It's, just, it's a little bit of a trick when there aren't points to go with it, right? You, see, you, you But then you remember, like, oh, yeah, they had, like, an 80-yard drive and then turned it over. And then they had a 75-yard drive and then turned it over. And a lot of that was the passing game. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, if, if you 
were really worried about it, and I get why you would have been. Um, and I was, you know, I was certainly concerned about it because we hadn't seen it. I was hopeful it would come back. Um, maybe yesterday did a lot of good for for fans. Like if you wanted to see them round into form in the passing game, I think you got a good dose of that last night. Second highest net passing yard game of the season, London. Jacksonville's number one. A lot of garbage time in that one, though. So arguably their best offensive showing of the year. The other Dolphin game was like quick touchdowns. This one was long drives without points. The opposite in that way, but good is good. Second highest total yards output of the year. And I don't think Philadelphia would have been number one had that game not gone to overtime. So you got you got it all. Except for, you know, okay, points and touchdowns <laughs> and even field goals. You got everything else from the offense last night. On to the playoffs. Mike Schobin, the Bulldog here. Eric Wood for Eastern. Sal Capaccio at five. We'll talk about the other matchups, everything that went down last night, and where the Bills go from here. Maybe it's all the way. 803-0550 for your calls. This is WGR. To a back-to-pass. Looking left, trying to find Hill downfield. And it's picked off. Christian. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Benford intercepted it. He undercut the route by Tyreek Hill and picked it off. It's a huge difference-making interception. So proud of our guys, man. They battled their tails off. Party making a huge play in the game for us. And then final couple drives, I feel like we found a groove on the offensive side of the ball. I feel like I was the ball was coming out of the, my hands the best all year. Second consecutive week, at least, of Josh Allen giving an update on how the ball felt coming out of his hands last week. Not good. He was not happy with it. never felt right last week. Never felt right. Never felt worse. This week, couldn't have felt better. Finger injury, right finger injury uh, concerns alleviated. That's That's in the past now. 803-0550 is the number. Keep checking. Like, I don't do this habitually anyway. Keep checking Twitter. Uh, for a Belichick update. Mm. Did you watch the end of that game yesterday? I did. Uh, I think the way the way the window 
closed and opened leading into the four o'clock games. Like that was like the only, it was on locally and it was still going. So I got, I didn't see any of it. I heard, you know, there was snow and whatnot and I got there late. So I saw the, the handshake. He shakes hands with the Jets coach pretty quick, you know. Yeah. He he starts to leave, turns around, maybe remembers Aaron Rodgers and seeks out Aaron Rodgers. And, and then, as he had done for most of the, maybe the second half, if not the whole game, he's got that balaclava or whatever pulled up almost so that you cannot see any part of his face. Like right under his eye line is this thing, and you only can see his eyes. That's it. No look at how he looks during this, you know, thinking about what he's thinking, like we're all doing is what does this feel like? And just goes right out, you know, basically like he was on a, you know, walking into the courtroom or something as he's been accused of a serious crime. He's got his, he might as well have had yeah. his arms covering up his head. Did he leave? Did he go with that look at the postgame news conference? Oh, I didn't see that. I didn't see it. Peter King wrote that it it was odd to see him dressed that way at the news conference. And I meant to go look for any images oh. from the news conference because if he kept that, I, I, I would, I, it was one of those things I read it. One of the first things I do every Monday is read Peter King. And so I saw that. I thought, I want to go look and see. And then I thought, oh, well, if he, if he was dressed like that, it'll be all over my Twitter feed. And I never mm. saw it. And then I never followed. Like, through. was his mouth covered up? Right. Yeah. <laughs> The way, the way King something. wrote it was that you can only see his eyes, which is that look you're yeah, describing. Yeah. And like, I, 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 I'm under the impression that he may have appeared, at least for part of his post-game media availability, with that thing covering his face. We just got to do a better job establishing the He room. was sick, I think, going in. Like oh, that's okay. Then he can maybe play that Get card. away with the, like, I'm trying to protect you all. We're just going to focus on next week. <laughs> we're on to Cincinnati. Uh, Bill, you don't have next year's schedule yet. What do you mean? We're just on to Cincinnati. <laughs> Let's go to the phones. Dennis is with us. Hello, Dennis. Hey, guys. <clears throat> so maybe you can help me out here. Um, a couple of my friends and I were kind of going back and forth, and I think you'll probably be able to see where I fall on this, but the question was kind of like, did Allen have a good game or not? You know, with the stat line, obviously with all the numbers, and you know, the 430 yards of offense, but the three turnovers, and like being, I've been being asked questions like, "Would you take that performance again next week?" And you know, during the game, I was very frustrated with Allen, at least in the first half. But then after the game, I'm just trying to be objective, you know, and looking at it and just thinking like, "Man, 430 yards of offense is pretty impressive." Um, you know, I look at the second turnover that happened. And I almost feel like, you know, that's just kind of a good play in a way. I mean, it's fourth down. It's a turnover if you, no matter what, if you don't pick it up. So That was written on his face coming off the field there, by the way, I thought, Dennis, too. Like, that's not a bad play. Um, and, then, and then one thing that gets lost a lot with me, with all the Allen turnovers and things when people get on him, like, I got to, like, the, the – James Cook dropping touchdown passes on a, on almost a weekly basis is a problem, um, <laughs> and I, I just feel like that just gets lost in in the Allen turnover discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, like these are points that are out there that um, when it, when it's over, look, those are also stats that don't go on Allen's you know stat line when you're dropping touchdown passes. And so, like, would I take a repeat performance? To me, I think 
I, I probably would. Um, but, you know, the turnovers are a bit of an issue. But, man, I I just when, – when he turns it on, man, he third and, third and 13 and he just buries his head and gets us the first down with the run. Uh, he just puts the team on his back. I don't know. I, I was really frustrated, and then as the game unfolded, I'm like, man, this guy's a monster. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I know what you mean. Like, it, it, it's, it's, you know, it can be, I, I don't know, like, di- disciplining your kids. <laughs> like, like I, well, I, I love his, his, I love their spirit. I love that they did that thing, but stop, oh, stop screwing up. Um, that third and 13 was my favorite, maybe my favorite play of the year. And I don't think it's the most spectacular run he's ever had. He didn't hurdle anyone. Uh, it was, by his standards, a pretty pedestrian run. But it was extremely necessary. Um, I mean, at that point in the game, I mean, who knows? Maybe Miami throws an interception anyway, and, uh, you know, it, it all ends the same way. Uh, but, right, they don't score on that drive. Right. But at that moment, it, it, it just... When he makes a play like that, it makes it makes me anyway kind of forget. I don't know, forgive. What whatever, whatever happened earlier, I don't care. That's that's our dude. Like look at look at that dude. <laughs> you know, sure. Um, it is an interesting question though. Yeah, I like, mean, would Sean McDermott say he had a good night? Directly, he wouldn't say obviously, because while the second interception is actually maybe smart, right? Just throw it up there because it's fourth down. The first one is from the three yard line. Mm-hmm. the The end of the half is points, and the fumble is in the red zone. Right. So, how many points is that? Like, it's at the same. It's why it's such an interesting conversation because at the same time you're looking at a guy who you might rather have at the position than anybody else in the world for the for a Super Bowl run, but. That kind of game can get you beat by a team like the Steelers or mm-hmm. the Patriots or the Broncos or the Jets. The Jets literally beat the Bills with that. Right. You know, he didn't get, have the yards against the Jets. Yeah. So the lost points on turnovers, not that they're all like entirely his fault either, um, matter. So. And, you, and you don't get to – I mean, the, the if, if you're really adhe- – Adhering to the rules, there. I don't know. There aren't really rules, but uh, so forgive me. Uh, you know, it'd be easy to say, "Oh, sure. Well, you know, I'll take him playing that way. Just you know, clean up the mistakes." Well, then, no, see, that's the idea. It comes with it, right? It's all, it's all, it's all inclusive. All right, you're gonna get uh, the third and thirteen run, and you're gonna get the touchdown to Knox, and you're gonna get everything else. But you're also gonna get the you know, the mistakes. Um, it makes I mean, life interesting. It it does. I mean, I, <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll, uh, like we have a choice. I mean, he's a spectacularly talented player, m- maybe the best in the league uh, at the position. And what does he need? What does he need to 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 make that argument? You know, hold water and hold up. Now, now you you, you just won five in a row. Guess what? You gotta go win four more. That, that's that's the deal. Uh, but I mean, I'll 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 go to battle with him until he can't walk anymore. I mean, I'm uh, you know warts and all, mistakes and all. He's 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 the chief reason they're here, um, and, and not drafting third overall, and and have a shot at at it. You know, even more so. I want to say though, like now the season is over, and my prediction for this season, and I'm not 
I'm not stepping away from it, but I'm not necessarily either expecting to be right in the end. Milano, Trey White, etc., will be too much. And in a conference with all these great quarterbacks, good luck winning games, especially when you go run heavy, which the Bills have done. But they have won all of these games, and a few have been against Mahomes, Prescott, Tua. They've done it, and they have held all those teams down. Miami had 250 yards. Under 20 points, all three of them. They led the league in yards, Miami. They were second in points. This was their weakest offensive game of the year. And that is huge. And that's not a reality I thought we were headed to, where Balen Specter, if if not, oh, well, Terrell Dodson is out. Uh-oh. Right. Uh, right. But it doesn't almost, no offense, no disrespect to these players, like it almost doesn't seem to matter, which is a huge credit to McDermott. Like every one of these moments of adversity with injuries, so there's someone else who can hold up. Taylor Rapp early in the season I've, was a problem. I, I, I've said many times I'm terrified of him on the field. Now he's covering Tyreek Hill. Right. Like, it's it's a great, really great job by them. Yeah. And I they, they get tons of credit. I mean, there are fans that don't notice, I think, because it's always like you hear just, oh, if the Bills had done, or the Chiefs had done this, which I think is usually crap. But, so the, but they get tons of credit, and the betting markets objectively have reflected that throughout for being dangerous, for being excellent. And there's a reason for that. And so the problem was always their record. You know, the problem was always the standings, not sort of the quality of the team. But I thought because of the, they had lost that advantage, if you will, in the standings by losing those earlier games, was it going to work out as good as they can be with these losses? I'm, I'm not talking about the standings now, I'm talking about players. With these losses on defense, mm-hmm. the other side of that, though, like kind of literally, is offensively, they were very healthy. I saw a stat from Rich Rebar today. So your most frequent five-man offensive line grouping, what percentage of your team's regular season snaps were, your, were they on the field? Now, I don't, I don't mean week one, necessarily. Like your most often used five guys. The last three teams in the league were the other three AFC East teams. New England was third lowest, 19%. Miami, second lowest, most frequent five-man offensive line combo, 16%. The Jets, an amazing 13%. They had this most frequent five-man unit offensive line for only one in eight, 13% of their snaps. Incredible. Everything you always hear about offensive line, continuity and, and all this. You're completely the Dolphins. I mean, good job by the Dolphins having that season with this reality. Mm-hmm. They lost their center. They lost Armstead. They're going through it all the time. Bills at ninety five. I was going to say they got to be in the nineties, right? Ninety five percent played them all. Nine teams finished the year above fifty percent. The Bills were at ninety five. Those five guys played almost every snap together. And so, yes, Matt Milano, yes, Trey White, yes, Daquan Jones. And all the guys, Hayden Poyer and the diff- Douglas now, right? Big game. Douglas leaves. Offensively, they lost Knox for a month. Yeah, and now and now they're down Davis, and we'll see for how long. Uh, but and, and and you know, backup running back. You know, but they yeah no they they've been in in 
pretty much the form you wanted or expected going into the year almost all season long. By the way, their 95% was not the league highest. The Bengals. Who also, ironically, lost their season because of an injury. Yeah. And their offensive line was on the field for even more percentage of their plays than the Bills at 95%. Okay, Eric Wood, speaking of offensive linemen, I want to throw this by Eric when we have him on in about 20 minutes. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog here. Bills in the playoffs as the two-seed, hosting Pittsburgh Sunday at 1, right here on WGR. Fakes the ball to him, looking down the left sideline, wide open, complete to Kincaid for a first down and more, and is wrestled out of bounds in Miami territory at the 37-yard line. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog, welcome back. Should be a fun week. Bills are in, home, everything. Great result for them. Not so much for Jacksonville, which really just fell apart. It was ruining because, like we talk about... This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. I'm betting a lot, but I always, often will say, like, I don't really do it. But, you know, when you're like that, you remember one that you could have had. <laughs> yeah. Right. And like, oh, why didn't I just push the button? Yeah. But one week with Joe Ostrowski, somewhere around the middle of the season, I'm like, the Texans at 80-1 to 1 to win the AFC South? What do you think, Joe? Like, they're live, aren't they? Is Jacksonville even good at all? Oh, yeah, I, I agree. And there it went. Yep. Didn't. Blew away. <laughs> I never went back to it. 80-1 to 1 at one point, maybe even better. But that actually happened. Just how much better could the league have done? How much better could it have turned out for fans, these these matchups in the first round? You have the Texans and the Browns. I mean, Watson is not active, but it's still yeah, sure. the team that traded for him and all the pieces of that. Cleveland has uh, Houston's draft pick, or Houston rather has Cleveland's draft pick from the trade. Uh, so you have that that aspect of things. That's pretty cool. More interesting, in my opinion at least, than Jacksonville would have been. You've got the Rams and Matthew Stafford at Detroit. Detroit with this super long history of playoff nothingness. 
Now, here's a chance for them to win their first playoff game in more than 30 years. And who do they have to face? Matthew Stafford. Their former franchise quarterback who never played a playoff game at home. Right. Right. It's his first <laughs> game. First first play, first play, game against the Lions in Detroit as a member of the Rams. And, yeah, a playoff game actually in Detroit. And he's on the field. Right. Pretty good. Mike McCarthy against the Packers is a thing. That's interesting. And that's a good – I like that Green Bay's in. Like, they really did well. Jordan Love really did well coming down, mm-hmm. so um, I give them a chance there. It's about as good a wild card slate, just looking at the six games, as I, I feel like it's as good as I can remember. Even, like, what's the weakest game? Philly-Tampa. That's, That's interesting. It's interesting because Philly's been kind of on the ropes here, and, you know, I, I happen to like Baker Mayfield, just the story, you know, even came up again last night. I saw him interviewed on the field, I think, during the pregame, run-up to the Bills game. And, you know, really, it's favorable to Mayfield, but a way to write his story is he played hurt in Cleveland and cost himself a second contract and has been a vagabond ever since. I mean, that, that is flat. It's maybe more flattering than he deserves because it sort of absolves him of any responsibility for, you know, what happened. But I don't know. One, you could write that. It's true. That it's happened. True and here he is in the playoffs with Tampa. And, like, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm down for that. The, the weakest game is the Bills game for, like, appeal, right? I mean, 10 point, 10 point favorites and the total is 35. <laughs> right. I mean, I've got temperatures in the 20s. And windy, and it's you know almost a week away, but 35, 23 to 12, 22 to 30, like that's this game. The Steelers' implied total is 12.75. No other team in the wild card round is less than 20. The Bills are almost the second lowest. Just yep. really jumps out. Yeah, Pittsburgh is the most, I'd say, the most feeble team in the playoffs. Yeah, if and that and that it's reflected in that. If they weren't playing the Bills, the Steelers against Team X would easily be the game I'd be least interested in. Miami Kansas City is great. Cleveland Houston's interesting, especially for the AFC South with Stroud and mm-hmm. the Browns. Everything else is really good. Sunday night is good. Saturday night's pretty great too. And Brian Cozy will just text me to remind me Tyreek Hill's first time back in Kansas City too. Yes. That's right. Because they played in Germany. The Chiefs were the right. home team in that game, right. but the game was in Germany. They most don't consider that playing in Kansas City. I, I wouldn't. Most I, I would that. I would be with most. Even though they would have had their third down guy to make it feel like you were actually <laughs> were at Arrowhead Stadium. You were actually in Frankfurt, uh, Germany or something. So it can be tough to keep those things uh, straight. Eric Wood after sports. Mike Schopen, the Bulldog, WGR. Quick hitter in the slot to Khalil Shakir. Gets away from the tackler. Gets a nice block from Davis. He's up the sideline to the 40, the 50, and into Miami territory as he's forced out of bounds by Deshaun Elliott. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.